Hello and welcome to Hangout with Tioluani's podcast. Here we talk about various controversial topics revolving around Christ, Christianity, and believers. My name is Olumuiwa Good News Tioluani, and yes, I'm your host on this show. Welcome to today's episode on Hangout with Tioluan. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Today we'll be concluding on last week's topic, God. And remember, we asked questions like, does God really exist? Christianity be trusted over every other religion. And what makes Christianity authentic? And we'll be talking about believers' relationship with God and how should a believer develop their relationship with God. Since we've established the fact that God really does exist and Christianity should be trusted. And yes, how should we now develop a relationship with God? Now that's what we'll be walking you through in today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us here today and God bless you. Welcome back. Now the very first question is and, and also another question is um, what is our take on an average believer and their relationship with God? Our take on an average believer and their relationship what do we feel what do we perceive or what do we um What's our, what's our opinion about how we, an average believer and their work with God? How to, what do we think about it? Who is an average believer? <laughs> okay. In this time, and present bringing into this time, an average believer says one who believes in Christ. Uh, I think currently, as, as he has emphasized and said a, a lot about, we've basically lost that touch. From looking back back in the day as um, the, the old the first disciples and so on convinced about what they believe. Because you could not convince them other, otherwise. Thomas that we call Doubting Thomas, everybody that we call Doubting Thomas. He prayed I, I used to say he prayed the singularly most important prayer of a believer that I won't go out and preach person I believe. Um, someone I, I have not experienced. He touched the side of the living Christ. How would you convince him that no, this person did not rise? Uh, they they ate, they dined and wine with Christ. They ate from the same plate as Christ. They walked with Christ, right? But an average believer today just carries the Bible and has not experienced who Christ is. That's that's usually yeah, that's usually we don't have that relationship because. Just believe on the we, we do not we do not we cannot concretize that which we believe in this day and time, which is not uh, which is not how it was and how it should be. Right? The, the the apostles were so convinced about Christ, they were so they were convicted to the point of even dying. Okay, if you say maybe they believed in a lie, what of Paul? What happened to Paul that literally killed people? But on his way to Damascus, he saw he saw a blinding light and this, 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 this and he was combated and so forth and so on. He, he, he was he was imprisoned. He wrote every of his letter from prison and so forth and so forth and so on because he he encountered that 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 uh, encountered Christ. So um, it, it is one thing it is one thing to carry scriptures and say you are reading. It's another thing, as we have said, to have an actual relationship. Thank you very much. Well, um, I think I want to go with the direction of do we really know this God? Because I've, I've come through uh, the generations, and 
have discovered that just like it was, we are tilting towards a particular direction now. And it's going to be very terrible because judges open doors up with a very important discussion. He said a generation arose that did not know. And now we, we are coming to that era. Yeah, now that generation is rising. Uh, may not know God. And why is because the communication of God has not been uh, accurately presented to that generation. So if you ask an average believer now, that simple question, who is God? The people they answer. So we are come to a place where a man cannot sit and see truly who is God. Because I ask myself, when I give birth to children and they ask me, Daddy, who is God? What do I tell them? How do I communicate a dimension that will be accurate to tell these people that God is number one and number two that he is somebody you can relate with and is a reality that can be experienced? So it's a problem in the church. So I would say an average believer may not even know who God is, not to talk of having a relationship with this God. And the problem is, I've read something in the book of Romans during my study from Romans chapter 10. When you come from verse 8 downwards, it's talking about salvation. We got to a place where the writer of Romans told us a very significant truth. And he said, how do you want people to call on the person they do not believe? How do you want to believe somebody they do not have about? How will they hear if someone has not been sent unto them? And I discovered that the problem with the generation is that we have unauthorized people who are sent. And they've communicated God wrongly to our generation. So until we get the right set of people who can communicate accurately who God is, the average believer will still be having a problem. And then I've come to an understanding. If you look at the book of Acts and Luke, the same person wrote them, which is Luke. When Luke was talking to Theophilus, he said something. When he was speaking in the book of Acts chapter 1, he said, what I have written to you at full time, I have come to set an orderly account, meaning that some people are giving us just randomly who God is. And if you don't know God accurately, there will be a problem in our relationship with Him and in communicating who He is to a generation. So I see an average believer as one who doesn't know God. And then it shows that our relationship with God has a problem. Because we are seeing a generation who is rising that may not know God. Check the millennials from 21 years downward. Those guys don't want to go. They don't even want to hear that word go. You come to church, you see them everywhere. Go to teenage churches, go to youth churches. Have an avid believer who is God from 21 years downward. So that there's something wrong with the communication of our God. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, I may not say much about how it may be, but I want to say something about how it ought to be. Now, finish. Bible says that Christ gives that he might bring many sons. Idea was Christ died that we might become sons. God's interest was in bringing us to himself. Since he gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity. And purify up to himself the peculiar people, zealous of good works. So it's not in this whole thing, God is interested in a relationship. You know, the word, that phrase, born again, 
know, those who are not very familiar with scripture think it only appears where Christ told the demons to wash the body. But if you go through the letters of the, the episodes, you would see where it talks again. So many times it talks about born not of, born not of, born of. So, see, that is repeated again and again. So, it's not a, a, an isolated concept. It is actually what has happened. In coming to know God, God has given birth to us. For as many who, see, what happens is when people yield their lives to Him, God actually gives birth to them. The Holy Spirit gives birth. So, it, it's, it's something God does. Becoming born again is not just about it's not just about saying a prayer or using. There is something that God does Himself that makes us become His own, and He desires to have a relationship with. And His Word always, you know, says that you know Jesus Christ spoke to those who believed in Him. In the Book of um, John chapter eight, He spoke to those Jews who believed in Him. Then if you um, if, if you continue my word, then are you my disciples? You shall know the truth, and the truth Notice he believed in him, but he said something that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples? So disciples, and, and notice ever before the word Christian came to me, right? They actually were called disciples. That was the term they were being. They were the disciples. Disciples of who? Not of the first disciples, disciples of Christ. So all were disciples of Christ. And so the thing is, to become disciples of Christ, we must continue in the world. And so for, for us to truly be believers, for us to truly retain our relationship with him, we must continue in the world. We, 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 the, the core is to know the Lord. And it will happen as to the extent that we continue in the world. And he made a statement, all scripture. So it's not some portions of scripture. It is continuing all of the world. All scripture is given. So we must continue in all of scripture. And then we must spend time in relating. We must spend time in prayer. There's a call to prayer, a call to spend time. See, um, in some of the questions you've asked, asked previously, you know, that something I'll talk about, how do I know there's a God? And some people wonder, is there really God? To tell you the truth, I don't know. I, I, I personally do not wonder whether there's a God. And I realize that, you know, nothing, I can't, let me be like this, there is an experience I have had, right, over time, that makes me realize that he does exist. I have related with him. I have had a, you know, I have experienced him. I have communed with him. I have had him intervene in my circumstances, in my situations. These are not things I was told. These are things I have experienced. So I have a, a personal experience of God. So I do not wonder, oh, is there a God? And I can never come to a situation where I will say, oh, there is no God. But I understand that there might be a limit to my understanding. And so I'm called to a place where I keep on seeking Him. 
and keep on hearing from him, that I will grow in understanding. That's a statement Paul made, the Apostle Paul. Someone who we are who did so many miracles, right? He said that I may know him and the power of the resurrection. And then he said something in some verses later that I said, not as if I've already attained, yet I follow after that I may apprehend that which I will be apprehended. So in, 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 in a man, so the, the, the life of Christianity is not a life where you have arrived. We don't get to a point where we we, we say, oh, we have no What's God. Need, we, there's no, we, don't, we continue growing in another degree. And so we must continue. I, I, I do agree that it looks as if that things are, I mean, we are in a generation where so many do not have the knowledge of God. But you know, I ask myself sometimes, if we look past, there was a time they called the Dark Ages. There was a time when the existing church did not allow people to have access to the Bible. There, was, there were times when you know, things seemed so dark. There came a time where men pushed God so much so that his, you know, people left one country to go elsewhere because they were not allowed to serve God the way we wanted to. I mean, there are times where a man would say that if God spares my life against the prevailing, you know, church, against the prevailing, um, should I say, government of the day, a man put down his life so that the scriptures will be available to all. The point I'm, I'm getting at is we, there have been dark times in the past, and then there were times where there were great awakening. I don't believe that. If things have gone down, it's up to us who are Christ to seek the Lord and seek Him till in our times we too will experience great awakening. Sometimes this comes to me that, you know, whatever it was, that wherever we are, whatever we have gotten in this country, right? Wherever the said is, some men lay down their lives. Some men left the place where they were, left their comfort because they believed it was necessary to take the gospel to those who did not have it. And so some men left their comfort and I think it's the onus is on us only in this time on to make sure that we enter in, we truly function in the ministry of reconciliation and reconcile men back That's to the Lord. Thank you very much. Um, I think we've answered this question again. This question during our last question, but I will still go ahead and ask it again. Um, how do we as believers develop our relationship with God? And then because let's remember that most believers they practice religion rather than taking Christianity or taking this as a way of life. They practice religion, they go to church every Sunday, they read their Bible as a daily um, daily thing, they um, do their devotion and things like that. So I want to ask that why that how do we as believers how do they develop their relationship with God? But how do we? I, I don't know. But I just feel like this is a very very important topic we should talk about actually because most people they just they are confused. They don't know how to build their relationship with God. So how do they build their relationship with God? Well, I, I do believe uh, a lot of God like you have made reference. A lot of God have said because can speak to this question. Um, God reveals of Himself to us in His Word. 
So if we do want to know the Lord, we need to spend time seeking His Word. If you have to turn to the book of, well, take a look at the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2, from verse 1. Uh, it says, My son, listen my words. Hide my commandments with you, so that you incline your ears to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Then he goes on to say, If you seek her, and search for her, seek for her as hidden treasure. It talks about lifting up your, your uh, voice for, for wisdom and crying out for understanding. All this goes on to say that in seeking the Lord, we would need to spend time with the Lord daily. And we also need to spend time with the Lord prayer. In, in, in these things, God will reveal himself to us. You know, let, let, I, I, um, and we need to understand that you know it's we it's something we need to do daily. It's something we need to do ourselves. We really do want to do God. And the truth is, in this world, there are many pleasures, many attractive things, but in God, there are greater pleasures, there are better things. But the thing is, it is possible to set our eyes on the things that this world has to offer and then deny ourselves or, you know, cheat ourselves of receiving that which the world has to give. So God has better things to give than those things that this world has to offer. And, and as we see, we find this. Thank you very much. Right. Now, let me just <clears throat> quickly set the orderly account. I think the first thing, like I've said, is that um, we need to know who he is before we can establish a relationship with him. And um, that yeah, don't justice to that. But I want us to look at it very well. How do you know God? Now, there is a thermometer for knowing whether a man truly knows his God and has a relationship with him. Daniel 11 32 said they can know their God. The result is that they take the exploit that how do you know God? Uh, I want you to give five keys to knowing God. Like I said, number one is the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every single word. That, so the word of God has a way of communicating with his words. That's number one. Number two is that God gave the children of Israel another template for knowing him, and that is his word. Uh, sorry, his name. His name. And then if you look at the, the, the scripture that said that God honors his word more than his name, that does not mean that his name does not still do something. Because at the name of Jesus. And so when God shows the man the authority in his name, you discover that it's another way of knowing God. When Abraham and Isaac were going to the mountain, Abraham, Isaac asked, Sir, you have the room, you have the fire. Where is the lamb? He called God the name, Jehovah, he who provides. So you, it is impossible for you to meet Abraham and ask him for food. He already knows God as Jehovah. When he was going to reveal himself to Joshua, he revealed himself as Jehovah Sabaoth, meaning the Lord of hosts. So the third way to know God is through Jesus, the express image of the God himself. So you want to know who God is, go and start reading about Jesus. 
you will know God. The fourth dimension I would want us to see is the Holy Spirit. He is one of the most neglected part of the God age that um, is, is a pity in this generation. We don't know who the Holy Spirit is. We don't know how he functions. We don't even know whether he's going to say. Why? Because the communication has not been accurate. The last way to know God is experience. Like he has said, he has gotten to a point whereby God left the scripture, God left everything, came to him directly and said, You to know me for yourself. It could be an incident, it could be an occurrence. God will just show up and it will be evident to you that this is what I rely for. Why? Because this man has left the place of the scripture. He came to me in reality. So that's the fifth way to know God. It is when you now can do these five things. You know this God. Then the aspect of prayer, prayer will become sweet when you know the person you are praying. The word of God will become sweet and life when you know the person that you are communicating with. I think one thing that we need to add to that again is fellowship of all believers. They do not neglect the gathering. It's a way you know God by us fellowshipping together like this. Maybe you see that with and experience, you come with your own testimony by faith is beautiful. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very, thank you very much for coming. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm mm. very, very grateful to have you here with me. Uh, but welcome. Do you have anything to say to any people? Well, I think the only thing I have to say is that um, God is real, and um, that should not be a matter to be debated again. Since we have trashed it in this session, uh, the only thing I would encourage is know God for yourself. Because we have come to a place where we've seen too many unauthorized people and our pulpit communicating God to us wrongly. So take your own time, experience this God, and you will know it's truly a reality. And I pray the Lord will reveal Himself to you indeed in Jesus' name. Thank you very much, sir. This wraps up the topic on God and now next week we'll be talking about health versus faith. An organization called PhysioPlug will be talking to us on health and faith. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would love to support us, please share with others and post about it on social media. Thanks again and I remain your host, Olumiwa Good News to Oluwani. See you next week, same time, 2pm on Sunday. Bye-bye.